Welcome in. This is Adam Munster-Tiger, and we're joined on the line by Honolulu Star Advertiser sports columnist Dave Reardon, who did a great job of helping us preview the Colorado-Hawaii game last year. So we're bringing him back on to do the same this year. Dave, uh, there, there's a lot of change to this Hawaii program since the last time they played Colorado in Boulder last September. Uh, does it seem like the, the new offensive coordinator, Don Bailey, and the new defensive coordinator, Tom Masson, have had enough time to, uh, to fully implement their system, or, or could this kind of be a, a work in progress early on this season? Um, I think it's always a work in progress, uh, but um, they seem to have made some pretty good progress. I think they had a, a good spring, and uh, especially on offense, um, we think uh, the – Quarterback and receivers are, are, are clicking pretty well. Okay. Obviously, Norm Chow uh, feeling some heat out there. He's on some, some coaching hot seat lists out, out there. Uh, you look at their schedule, though, to begin the season, Colorado at Ohio State, UC Davis at Wisconsin, at Boise State. From the outside looking in, that doesn't look look too promising. Obviously, they'll get into their conference schedule after that, but uh, just how much uh, pressure is he feeling out there, and, and wh- why did they schedule such a difficult, brutal uh, non-conference slate? Uh, I'll start with the last one first there. It was, uh, well, you know, we had an athletic director who was from Ohio State, and that Wisconsin game was already set up, and I think um, part, of, part of it was because, you know, he was from Ohio State, and also because of the the money situation, they um, because uh, finances are so difficult here for the entire athletic program that they feel like they can make some money by playing some of the, you know so-called body bag games. They they will, but um, two in the space of a couple of weeks there, that that's kind of asking a lot. And then also they got Boise State um, right after that on the road too. So right right after the Wisconsin game, so it's it's quite the gauntlet. And it's also why a lot of people are saying this um, game against Colorado, the open season, is a very key game because if they don't win this one, they could be looking down the barrel of like one and four. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, with Norm Chow kind of feeling the, the pressure, do you think that's why he brought in new coordinators? Is that kind of a, a response to that, you think? Well, yeah. I mean, there's been an extreme amount of turnover on his coaching staff actually throughout the this going into the fourth season now, there's there's no one who's um, been been with him the entire way, and that's pretty rare to see. Uh, uh, there's a, there's one guy, Tiku uh, Peresa, who is, but he he's not technically a coach. He's uh, the uh, you know admin um, guy, and then so, but he did start out as as a coach. Um, now, with that being said, I like this coaching staff now, even though they had 50 percent turnover from last year, and even though you got new offensive and defensive coordinators, and as well as a new special teams coordinator. I kind of, and um, I kind of like the blend of experience and some younger guys, especially these younger guys, uh, Abraham Elamimian, who's the defensive backs coach, and Lance Samuseva, who is the defensive line coach. These are both guys who um, played for the University of Hawaii back in the zero zero decade when they were doing very well, and so. I, I think it's very important to have guys like that who actually know the feeling of running out of that tunnel in, in that uniform um, for these young guys and these players to relate to. Also, you've got a couple of uh, – now, these are holdovers in uh, Kurt Govea and your former Colorado Buff star, Chris Nioli. 
Now, these are guys who had successful NFL careers, and uh, I think it's also good having them because that's got to help with recruiting and also to have uh, guys who got to and succeeded at the level where these college players want to get to themselves someday. Um, I think uh, so. I really, I really like this mix on the staff at this point, but we won't, we won't really know how well their chemistry is, how good that chemistry is until, you know, they get into the heat of battle, same like it is with the team. You know, you know, they can look great in practice, but we don't know until the bright lights go on. Yeah, yeah, it's, you know, talking with uh, USC folks about quarterback Max Wittick, they they talk about his impressive arm talent and his kind of his gunslinger mentality. What has been your impression of him since he transferred into the program and, you know, leading up here to the, to the season opener? You know, he's got all the uh, measurables, but it also looks like he's got some good intangibles as far as leadership and uh, the ability to get along with his teammates and be liked by his teammates. He was voted a captain by his teammates without having played a down to his team. And I think the fact that he couldn't play last year, that he had to sit out that year as a transfer, and, you know, kind of humbled him a little bit, and that he came up from the scout team and, and did all the things he needed to do to ingratiate himself, uh, not just with the coaching staff, but also with, with uh, his teammates and uh, I would say also with community members that he's uh, come across to here. He's got some talented receivers to throw to as well, big receivers and Marcus uh, Kemp and Quentin Pedroza, and then you got BYU transfer Dylan Colley joining the mix there. Uh, I'm guessing this is going to be kind of a pass-happy offense this fall? Well, it could be, but it's one of those offenses where, um, you know, like, well, well, every every offensive coordinator will tell you this, even, but that um, they, they'll take what the defense gives. So if, if um, you know, if the Buffs should happen to sit sit back too far, they will run the ball or, you know, do, do some things to – to uh, you know, stretch them that way too. It's not not just a uh, it's not just a vertical stretch, but also a horizontal stretch type of offense. Okay. What what type of experience and talent do, do the Rainbow Warriors have on the offensive line and, and at running back? Well, I, they, I, I'm still not convinced that they have a great offensive line yet, but they do have a their best player, the best player, most established player in this team would be the left tackle Ben Clark, and he's a uh, He's another. He's a very well-respected guy, and who, um, although the team hasn't been very good over the past three years, he's he's been a, a stalwart player and and uh, steady as a rock. Um, as far as running back goes, uh, they have a guy, Theophany uh, uh, St. Just from Florida, a speedster. But I like to call him Mercedes because he's flashy and speedy, and but uh, he's in the shop too much. Uh, he's got a, a hamstring problem again and probably won't be playing on Thursday. Um, so we're going to see some of the backup guys. There's, there's a there's a um, there's also a big back named uh, Melvin Davis who recently came on campus and he's uh, he's got a very interesting uh, personal story about he was he was accused of uh, crime uh, a very serious crime murder, um, but it was found that he was um, you know uh, not involved at all and uh, was actually falsely accused of that and so he's. Um, being given a second chance out here, and uh, there's a lot of people who think he can, can do a pretty good job as a power back. Again, we're talking with Honolulu Star Advertiser sports columnist Dave Reardon. Dave, uh, what, what are Hawaii's expected strengths and weaknesses on the defensive side of the ball, and, and who are some of the, the top playmakers on, on that side? Okay, well, they're expecting a lot from the back seven. 
um, because they've got some experience and some some young talent in the secondary. Um, and uh, Naquan Phillips, the guy that people know know his name, but um, they they're so deep there. He might just be he might be the nickelback. Uh, and then um, linebackers are very deep with guys who have played. And um, you know sometimes when, sometimes when um, you have to deal with injuries, uh, um, it, you, you get a benefit from it the next year because you end up. When those guys come back from the injuries, if they're okay, you end up having a, a you know plethora of uh, experienced guys who you can throw in there in waves. And uh, now the defensive front is another matter. Um, Kennedy Tulimase Ali'i, um, he may be the most talented guy they have on defense, but as far as others, um, they're a little they're a little short and um, on experience up front. And they do have uh, several waves of guys that they might have to use, but they're young. And, you know, sometimes with a young defensive lineman, they're, they're rangy and they've got some quickness, but they haven't, you know, built up that bulk yet to, that they need to withstand the, the punishment from some, you know, power five conference offensive linemen. Okay. Obviously, uh, you're around the team a lot. Uh, I, I don't know if you've gotten a gauge of this, but I was just kind of curious uh, – do you have a sense for how Hawaii's coaches and players are kind of perceiving Colorado leading up to this game? Well, I think that this is a program that doesn't take any team lightly. They can't afford to, considering that they haven't had a winning season um, since, um, I want to say, 2010. Um, so, um, you know, and they're basically trying to uh, do everything they can to restore the pride to a, a program that was um, – wasn't that long ago that they made it to the Sugar Bowl after an undefeated regular season, um, 2007, and um, unfortunately has been a steady decline since then, and haven't been in a bowl game since 2010, haven't won one since I believe uh, 2006. So, um, then the you know the fan base has kind of been eroding a little bit, and um, that's another reason why this Colorado game is so important because they want to get off to a good start here at home and. Try to get some of that. Try to get some of the fans back. And the fact that the game's on a Thursday night is also not really a good thing uh, for a gate. And it's on TV, so a lot of people are going to just stay home and maybe watch it there. It's because if you don't. Although there is, you know, there's always going to be excitement with a new season. There's still a lot of doubt, and rightfully so. So it sounds like you don't expect there to be much of a, a ruckus atmosphere on, on Thursday night there at Aloha Stadium. Well, it won't be it won't be like a normal um, you know Saturday afternoon like maybe the last time when the Buffs were out here. Uh, that was a pretty feisty crowd, and then uh, I think it helped Hawaii win that game. Okay, and uh, lastly, Dave, before we let you go here, how do you see Thursday night's game shaking out? Do you, do you have a, a score prediction that uh, you'd be willing to share? I actually think it'll be a us? pretty. I actually think it'll be a pretty close game, but I see Colorado winning. And um, part of it is um, because um, Hawaii special teams are very inexperienced. And I know Colorado had a rough time last year, but um, I think, um, you know, the passing combination is, is going to be very tough to stop. Uh, Spruce would be the best receiver. They, they played against a lot of good receivers last year, so Spruce might be the best one. And um, it's I expect nothing but uh, improvement from him, as well as the quarterback, Jeff Lillipal. And, and uh, I, I don't know if Kawhi can be able to get enough pressure on him to really um, make it so that it'll be difficult for Colorado to do what it wants to do on offense. So it could be a high-scoring game. Um, and, you know, usually it'll come, it'll come down to turnovers. But uh, I also see the potential of the kicking game uh, 
coming into play here. And I, I Hawaii, as far as you know, they lost uh, when they when they lost the um, special teams coordinator from last year. Uh, they lost a good one, and so um, nothing against Jake Cook is the new one, but he does have big shoes to fill. All right, great stuff, Dave. Thanks for taking the time out to talk with us. Really appreciate it. All right. I will, the last thing I would say would be, I think if these teams, if this game was played ten times, uh, my my semi-educated guess would be that Colorado would win it six times and Hawaii would win it four times. Okay, fair enough. Sounds good. Thanks again, Dave. Really appreciate it. Okay, thanks, Adam. Aloha.